Shafiq Abdusabar, and today is Wednesday, August 31st, 2016. This is Urban Talk Radio 103.5 FM WNHHLP, where you will hear conversation, information, education, inspiration, motivation from the American urban perspective. Urban Talk Radio is also being simulcast on New Orleans Talk Radio. NOTN, the interactive media website that features 24-hour radio, video streams, article blogs, and information on social living and current news. Today on Urban Talk Radio, we will be discussing recruiting black cops. Yes, recruiting black cops. You can join the conversation on Facebook at Bold Minds and Twitter at Bold Minds. You can also stream this show live on your smartphone by logging on to newhavenindependent.org. And today, in-studio guest is Ismail Abdusabar. He's one. He's, he's my son. He's soon to be 21 in a couple of months. He's a college student. He's also now also working part-time security, and he's also working in construction. And we want to talk today about a really well-discussed topic, Pretty much throughout the country, we've continued to experience the the conflicts between the police and African-American community, uh, controversial police-related shootings, the increase of urban gun violence, especially in Chicago, where it seems that they're going to hit now this year, at the end of the year, black homicides in Chicago are going to hit record numbers, higher than in 2017, and 2017 uh, was said to be, you know, pretty, pretty disastrous numbers, and so the new conversation that has returned back to the concept of policing, community policing, urban policing has been hiring of more African-American police officers, particularly black male police officers. I came on in 1996 and I was hired and it, a large class of African-Americans at that time under the COPS grant. And since that time, what we have found throughout the United States that the hiring of African-American male police officers have declined. But in fact, to no one's um, discredit, after 9-11, the enrollment or the application process for police officers, entry-level police officers around the country had declined. And we've noticed that since that time, the numbers have also declined for African-American male applicants. Now, there's a whole lot of reasons for that. Today, we may discuss some of them on the show. But more particularly, I want to today talk about something that's pretty unique, and that is just being able to even find somebody that's a young black male that wants to even be a cop. 
So today on the show, we're going to talk to Ismael, get his perspective as to what is, what's driving him. 20 years old, could do anything you want to do, but you want to be a cop. Good morning, Ismael. Good morning. So tell us about you. Who are you? Well, my um, African-American male uh, from Beaver Hills. Um, grew up in a pretty good house. Uh, amongst most of my African-American uh, male friends, I didn't have any, uh, I didn't have a lot of African-American male friends who actually lived with both of their parents. And um, I'm one of the very few African-American males that I know that knows and has a good standing relationship with their father. Would you say you went to, what kind of school you went to? You went to a black school or what kind of school you went to? Uh, I went to Amistad Academy High School. That was specifically all um, minority students, I think, except for two. So what was the makeup? What was the makeup? The makeup was African-Americans and Hispanics. A lot of boys or girls or what was the balance? Uh, I'd say about 50-50. And then what? What's, What's the next move? Well, you went to college. Yes. Went to Central Connecticut State University. All right. What did you study? Uh, study uh, mechanical engineering. Okay. Then what? Doing security now. Yep, doing security at Edge of the Woods. Which you, which you love. <laughs> Super hyped. Oh, yeah. All jacked up now on muscles. Oh, yeah. You wasn't before. When you took the job, you, <laughs> you weighed about 150 well, you gotta, pounds. Got to look the part. Yeah, okay, so you got to <laughs> look the part now. Okay. So... Tell me, you could do a lot of stuff. I mean, you, like, you're super smart. That's number one. You're a super smart guy and very intelligent. So you know all of the trade secrets on how to get to where you need to need to go. So right now you, you're talking about, yeah, I'm getting ready to turn 21, you're getting ready to turn 21, and you're looking to become a police officer. What in, what in the world would you want to do that for? Well, you see, um, obviously, like you said before, uh, policing around the country has been a uh, well-discussed topic. And the thing that I found is that, you know, when it comes to controversial topics or sensitive topics, everybody has something to say about how it could be changed, how you could do it differently. Um, you know, but with this specific job, being a police officer, it's not just something that, you know, you could... Uh, it's like implement right away with like anybody, anybody as much as they'd like to believe it can't be a police officer. Um, specifically in New Haven, African-American males, only a small number actually can be a police officer because there's either, a, you know, um, either have, a, you know, a record, um, some, some type of uh, conviction that prevents them from being police officers. And then you also have the, um, you know, aspect, can they like physically make it through, the, the process and test to become a police officer. So as much as, you know, most people like to say, you know, if they were a cop, they could do this. If they were a cop, they could do that. Well, you know, they either don't have the ability, the mental or physical ability to be a police officer, or they don't have the drive. And, you know, I feel I am one of the few that not only qualify to be a police officer, but have the mental and physical capacity to do so. So, you know, if you want something done right, you know, instead of me just, uh, you know, saying my input, why not just, you know, do it yourself and do wow. it right. So you're going to come in and you're going to fix the whole policing industry? No, I'm not going to uh, fix the entire policing uh, industry, you know. 30% Maybe not right of off it, the bat, but, 30% uh, of it. you know, I think I could be a clear cut and a good example of what a solid, straight line African-American male police officer uh, uh, should be. Okay. 
that's impressive. That'll get you past. That'll get you past the oral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So listen. Now we're gonna go. I want to talk about. It's, it's not a test question, but what? How do you understand the role to become a police officer? Like, do you know what to do to get onto the job? That's that's the question. Um, you know, I know there's an oral. The test. processes. There's what? processes. You know, obviously oral tests. Um, there's a physical test, which I heard from multiple police officers. That is the most, uh, that's the test where most applicants uh, drop out um, because they don't pass the physical test. Um, I think there's, there's a written test as well, sure. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after that, uh, you'll be uh, put on the list. And then, um, you know, for that department, you'll go to the uh, training academy where you would have to, you know, obviously uh, train. And I'm assuming you're going to have to pass that too. Because you feel that obviously, yeah. that's pretty good certification. And what? So where do you go? Where have you gone? Because we don't talk about this, so it's important that the viewers know. Like when we're home, I don't sit around and say, "Hey, listen, you should go do this, this, and this." We don't talk about that. So who do you? Where do you find your information about how to become a police officer? What? Well, um, I actually just ask police officers. I have police officers that come into my job all the time. We have probably over. 30 different police officers that come in um, not on, not because I call them, but because, you know, they just come into the store. I mean, you know, they check on the store uh, to buy something and stuff like that. And so, you know, um, I have numerous police officers coming up to me and so saying, you're that security dude. Yeah. And they're like, like yeah. Hey, you know, can I ask you a question? Um, listen, um, so like, thinking about becoming a police officer right now actually it's mostly new haven cops trying to recruit me they go oh, yeah, you know they walk up to me and go hey good brother you know you know you would make a great police officer you know we're short on uh why, why do you African think that? American is police it because officer. of your muscles because you look like for the people that can't see you he, he look like van diesel right now with braids <laughs> <laughs> so, so for the viewing for the listening audience this guy he's about how tall are you i'm five nine five nine how much you weigh 210 pounds 210 solid muscle Solid muscle, solid muscle, people. He and he got the braids going. Well, you know you got to get rid of them braids to get on, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and a little goatee. And a little goatee would go chin, with it. A little chin goatee on the bottom. Okay, yeah. But no, right. yeah. If you, I got all, all of my information. Well, I got most of my information from asking um police officers from conversating with them. Um, you know, all the other information. I guess the minor details and stuff like that. You can easily go online and find that. Whether you're going on the. Uh, Sites the 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 police officer the police uh, department site themselves or the, have you uh, gone on your sites yourself yes yes which ones or, are, or which ones or the forums um I went on the uh, uh, the city site I searched up the PDF file for um for 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 requirements right um you know for the requirements themselves so the PDF file so that I could figure out you know exactly what it is the cold cut um I can look up. I looked up a lot of forums, you know, people just talking, you know, people that became police officers, writing, you know, the process of how to help people or tips and stuff like that. So, uh, you know. That's good. So you're doing your own research. Yes. To to fill it out. If you're just joining our conversation today on Urban Talk Radio, we're discussing recruiting black cops. You can join the conversation on Facebook and at All Minds Twitter. And you can also stream this show live on your smartphone or computer by logging on to independent.org in the studio they have this my Abdusabar. he is looking to be a police officer he's been doing his own research currently working in security a college student as well and 
here's my next question for you, being a police officer. What do you, what do you think the job really is going to be about? I mean, is it about money? Do you want to help people? I mean, you kind of know some of the, you, you, you know, some of the pay scales already. Police, yes. police officer doesn't make a lot of money. You know that from yep. growing up in my yeah. house. <laughs> oh yeah, you're, you're always working oh, yeah. if you want to eat. So police officers like a squirrel, you know. You want to eat? You gotta get up. You gotta get some nuts, <laughs> right? You just do all all day doing that. I don't know. So, are you ready for that? Or no? Yeah, no. I um, you know, money obviously, you know, is a part of everybody's life. But you know, doing uh, being a police officer, that's not gonna be uh, you know, that's not a uh, that's not the only thing you know that a person can do. You know, um, I'm a I'm a multitasking a person i can do multiple things at once um while staying 100 percent focused on each and everything so you know you know in uniform police officer i'd uniform I'm also police officer but i'm also you know i'm also off the clock so i can you know pursue other interests and other things if need be um you so know you're about ready to be the entrepreneur yeah um, when yeah. i can uh, um but uh i also you know figured because i uh i wanted to pursue a um uh, a job in engineering but after you know talking to people and doing an engineering job and stuff like that you know with uh with the new technology and stuff coming out uh, it's mostly now uh, a desk job and uh i don't feel comfortable you know spending 10 20 years uh sitting in a chair at a computer for uh, eight hours a day 40 hours a week sometimes maybe more um you know i want to be able to you know physically i'm good with people i want to be able to you know physically help people and talk to people uh, you know, be of assistance. Um, you know, I feel I do that pretty well. I've been told I do that pretty well, that I should uh, pursue a career in doing that. Um, ironically, as much as I wanted to deny it, my uh, Myers-Briggs uh, personality test uh, determined that I was that type of person. Wow, you brought that up actually wouldn't be That I wouldn't there? be fit to be an engineer because <laughs> wow. I, uh, I couldn't mentally handle it because the the focus and the, you know, oh the 40-hour a week and the sitting in isolation and that uh, you know, that I'm a very social person. So uh I feel that this uh I feel that being a police officer, you know, fits all those necessary needs at the same time helping society. So for the people out there, I'm just gonna go over this it might change in in some of the other uh towns or cities around the country, but generally, generally almost all police officer entry level jobs are all connected to the civil service exam. So Initially, what normally happens is application process comes out where the city will announce. They'll say, we're hiring police officers. It may be on their city website. There's normally a couple of websites on the Internet that will also carry the application or the application process, everything from police.com to the monster.com or some other various type of um, Indeed or something like that. And then you would... Go get an application. Sometimes they require that you bring a proper ID to get that application. Sometimes it's not. You just go get the application. The initial civil service application is often a very, um, it's like a legal form document. You fill out your basic information, your name, your date of birth, maybe two or three jobs. Um, Have you ever been arrested? Um, You know, some of the basic information that you would fill out for a job. And then you would, and then you would submit that. Then once you submit that, 
they would normally get back to you with a testing date. Most all departments initially start off with the written test, but some departments in the past have changed their written test process to where they give you the the physical, which is the the exercise or the running component of it first that to weed out people. So you're either going to do one or two. Either you're going to go and you're going to sit down and you're going to do a written test that sometimes can go from anywhere from an hour to 90 minutes to two hours, or you would go into doing your physical test. And your physical test normally includes a mile and a half run, something around that area, mile and a half run, um, 60 minutes uh, you do a, no, 60 seconds worth of push-ups, so about one to two minutes of, of sit-ups. Some places require push-ups, but normally it's sit-ups, it's the 1.5 mile, and then it's a bench press. You, you know, you get the barbells over your head, and then you've got to normally bench press uh, something like you're close to your body weight. So it's nothing that is outrageous that the average person that's not committed can't do in terms of the physical. So then once you do the written, ideally, norm, then you then you pass. Then they would call you up and say, come in, and you're going to take your physical tests, which will be the run, the push-ups, the sit-ups, the, the, the pull-ups, whatever it is, that kind of thing that they do. Some do. State police does a bend and reach. You sit down and you try to touch your toes as far as you can. Just make sure you don't have no back, any back problems. Then you go through that process. Once you pass that, that's normally a pass or fail. Once you pass that, then you leave and they'll give you another call and they'll say, hey, listen, you passed the, congratulations, congratulations, you passed the physical, you move to the next phase. And then the next phase, it can change depending on the department, but often your next phase from there would be that you would take um, often like a psychological you know, you take a psychological along at the same time, the department would do a background check. So your background check is they go and they talk to your parents, they talk to your brother, sister, your neighbors. Um, they might reach out to your teachers, your basketball coach, your, uh, you know, your ex-wife, whoever. Whoever's in your life that they need to talk to to try to put together a picture of who, who is this person? Who are you? Why are you joining this job, then that would be the next phase of what they would do. While you also, at that time, once they finish the background check, they normally do a polygraph. So you get hooked up to the thing, um, to the machine, and they start asking you questions. And the meter's jumping. Have you ever smoked marijuana? And the meter goes up or down. Uh, then they collect the information from there, and then they do another internal assessment of you, in-house assessment between the administrators, maybe the police commissioners, maybe the city council, and they say, listen, this is the person. These are some of the things. They've had a couple of tickets um, for running red lights, but all of our character witnesses of them were really good. They smoked marijuana in college, but they've been out of college now for, I don't know, 10 years, and it was only a couple of times. They've got good people skills, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then they'll make a determination, we want to move this candidate forward. And if that becomes the uh, the decision, then they will contact you and they will say, 
um, please come in for an oral examination. And the oral examination often is you now presenting yourself to a member of, say, city government, uh, maybe a, a police commissioner, maybe that police chief might be there, maybe their assistant chief might be there, somebody from the human resources might be there, um, the training officer might be there, uh, maybe they might have a community leaders there, and you're going to come in basically and say, listen, you know, I am who I am, I'm very interested in being a police officer, and then they're going to fire questions at Let's just say if this happened, what would you do? And they're trying to basically get a sense of the type of police officer that you might be or the philosophies you might have about that. Then after that process, those folks will collectively determine whether or not you're fit for the department. They may say, mm, I don't know. Looks like you might need a little bit more work or she might need a little bit more work. If that's if If you pass that process, then normally what they do is they give you a conditional offer for hire. And the next process from there would be now you would go get a physical and they're going to do a blood test, a drug test, a physical to make sure your body is in tip top shape. You pass that and everything is clear. Boom, you're in. And of course you have to have a valid driver's license. You have to have, uh, you got to be a resident, um, you know, United States, um, citizen and all that good stuff. But barring that you're in, and then you would they give you a date. You start the police Academy. I know for Connecticut, the police Academy is six months. I'm not sure what it is in other, um, in other cities or States around the country, but normally a police Academy runs somewhere from four months now to four months to six months. Many of them pay, they'll pay you while you're. So once you start the Academy, often you are actually, an employee of that city or that county or that department. And you're not a police officer, but you are a police recruit. And so when you first start off, you are not, in most places, you are not going to get a badge. You're not getting a gun. Okay, at least you ain't taking it home. Or you're not taking your badge home. Some places have, like, a college where you, when you go to be a police officer as a recruit, you actually live there. State police, you normally live at the state police barracks the entire time while you're going through the process. So sometimes they let you go home, go home on the weekends. Other academies, some of them are more like a high school. You just go there in a smaller setting, of course. You go there in a day for the eight hours or nine hours, then you go home and you come back each day, you know, that type of thing. Um, but, but whatever the case is, you do that for a period of about four to six months. You don't get a badge and you don't get a gun, and you're not a cop yet. But then after you finish that process, they graduate you from the academy often, and then you go through a field training officer piece. The field training officer component is normally some places it could be a week, some places it might be two weeks, some places it might be three weeks, and depending on uh, your ability to learn and grasp the information, that process could take even longer. When you do field training officer, really what it is, if all of you remember the movie, I'm, I'm using it in a, in, a, in a joking kind of way, but it's like ride along. Like, like I'm the senior cop. I'm Ice Cube. I'm the senior detective. And uh, what's the guy's name? Kevin Hart. Yeah. And, and the Black recruit Kevin. would be like Kevin Hart. 
who, you know, they're running around trying to be a police officer and you're being trained. But actually the field training component is a lot more intimate. It's a lot more uh, information, a lot more information is passed. It's a way for the officer, the new officer, because you would be an officer at that point, to shadow the senior officer, to learn, to grasp the information. Because remember, three to four weeks after that, which you will have your badge gun at that time, you're on your own after that. You know, you're talking, you go from being a regular, whatever it is that you're doing, and you want to be a police officer. I'm talking to the whole audience out there. You know, after within seven to eight months, so January 1st, you start a police academy. By the fall, you're a cop. You're on the street. You're on your own. You're making your own decisions. You're trying to figure it out on your own. Um, You're trying to figure out when you need backup, when you don't. You're trying to figure out... When you shoot, when you don't shoot, you're trying to figure out who you pepper spray, when you pepper spray, you're trying to figure out, you know, who do you taser, who do you don't taser, Um, and you're on your own. Yes, you will have backup. Yep, you will have a radio to communicate, but it will be you as an individual now making your own self-guided decision. And, um, you know, and then that's pretty much the process, and then you're on your cop. And, um and then you can join the family of officers who are constantly scrutinized by the American public. And <laughs> um, you can also experience having 30% of your check taken in taxes. And uh, FICA FUTA uh, will become your number one enemy because <laughs> they take it. Come in. I don't know who they are. I've never met these people, FICA FUTA, but they come in and they eat up a portion of your check. And um, But overall, I mean, that's, that is the process so now i'm getting back to you is my future police officer uh some people want to be police officers and they say oh, i want to be a police officer because i want to be a detective and it's like nope you're not going to come on as a detective but they say i want to work in csi and it's like nope you're not going to come on as csi and or there are gun nuts just straight up gun nuts i gotta say that there's, hey, you know what? I've got a uh, a nine eleven. This and it's like I'm not into guns. People always come up to me all the time and try to tell me all the guns they're into and how they want to be a. Co- I'm not into guns. I hunt. That's it. That's it's a wrap. You're not a gun nut. Uh, you know, you, you're just a different kind of person. So, you know, what are what are your goals? I mean, you talked about getting in the industry and doing something different. Do you have any goals? You know. Or something that you really are looking to change? You know, you, are you looking to be a changer or, or what? Or you just want to look good in the uniform and see if you can pull off wearing those braids? Well, you know, I know I look good in the uniform. You know, you would uh, look good. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's a given. But, uh, you know, I think uh, I'm not one of those guys that come in and, he's, you know, I'm going to be detective. I want to do this. I want to do that. I, you know, having just, you know, the job itself, you know, regular patrol, is uh, where I see myself at, and uh, you would know, you do a walking beat? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing a walking beat. You know, I'm not just you know me, you know, hitting the gym and everything and staying fit. It's not just you know for the police exam. It's you know, it's a lifestyle. So I'm pretty sure you know. You woke up like that. You know, I woke up like this. Oh my god! <laughs> but uh, you know, maybe other, maybe other positions. Um, as a police officer, detective, or CSI, or something, or you know, a special whatever you know unit. If, uh, you know, if I try it out and uh, it's, you know, it works out for me and I'm good at it, I guess I'll stick with it. You know, um, 
you know, if I get in, you know, once I get in, I guess, uh, you know, uh, I don't have, you know, many uh, specific or tailored expectations. Um, I just want to be able, you know, to start off doing the job correctly. I'm doing it, you know, may not do it, you know, the best, trying to do it the best, just do it better than everybody else. I guess that'll, you know, just make me the best that I could be. What do you think is going to be anticipating? What do you think is going to be your most difficult challenge trying to get into being a police officer? What do you think is going to be your difficult? Um, Just I think trying the most to get in. difficult to get in. challenge is going to be, uh, you know, I would have to say uh, moral support. You know, I got a lot of, you know, um, you know, I grew up a lot around the kids from the urban uh, neighborhood, you know, um, in the urban neighborhood, a lot of African-American males, and they, quite frankly, they hate cops. Um, you know, I have a lot of friends that say, you know, once you become a cop, I'm stop messing with you because, you know, you're going to be blue, different color. You're not black no more. So I'm like, all right, cool. So they're going to they're gonna defriend you? I got a lot. I do have a lot of friends like that that will defriend me once yeah. I become police. How many, well, at least they might. So how many f- Facebook friends do you have right now? Oh, Facebook friends? Yeah. I probably have 800 Facebook friends, but I would say that I've met in person every single Facebook friend. Right. So how many Facebook friends would you lose? You? Oh, no, I'm not talking about Facebook friends. I'm talking about people that I've interacted with. So how many... Your your general inner and expanded circle of friends in acquaintances. Let's just say four hundred people. But I'm not gonna say half. About two hundred? Yeah, maybe. So you how many would you lose if you became a police officer? Many? I don't know. I don't talk to them all, but I know a lot of them uh yeah. a lot of them don't. Yeah, you're gonna you, you're gonna have I'm a lot gonna, of I'm, I'm gonna get a lot of hate. Yeah. Well you don't get you know, I'm gonna I won't tell you call this. it hate, I'll get a lot of shade. Yeah, I, I'll I, get a lot of shade. I I'll tell you this. I have a lot of good friends and um, you know, having done this for 20 years now, I have a lot of good friends and I would see them even, especially the young men, cause you know, I do the whole little mentoring thing. So I was like, yo man, yo man, I see what's up, man. You know, I'm like, good. How you been? It's like, here, hit me up. You know, but you know, I see you on whatever, Facebook, whatever. And they're like, nah, nah, man, I can't, I can't, I can't get with you on Facebook, man. Cause I'd be like doing stuff. <laughs> like, I'm like, that's my Facebook page. I'm not on Facebook page with you, you know. So yeah, I hear is I hear what you're saying. Over, over time, people will put things in perspective. You know, everybody plays. Let me tell you something. Everybody plays. I can't be down with you because you a cop until they need a cop. Oh yeah, and there's okay? favors after favors. And then the phone is blowing up when like, yo man, I just got pulled over, man. Cops. Let me tell you what he did, man. And it's always let's tell on another cop. To try to bail me out, man. I'm telling you what cop did, man. Cop pulled me over. He told me I was ugly, man. You know what I'm saying? And I need to call somebody, man. But you my man. So I'm calling you first, man. So, like, check it out. My car was unregistered, man. I just need to, you know, for you to help me. It's like, yeah, exactly. So oh, my Everybody God. always got their own little, you know, hustle. And you got to respect that. I mean, I always looked at it. I don't take it personal, you know, um. I, I can understand it because once you understand the history and the relationship, particularly between police and black people in America, then, you know, you can empathize with folks in, in, in what their position is. So that's good. So here's my next question to you. I got three, about three questions. This is, this is second of, of three. My next question is anticipating that you get on the job as a police officer. What do you think, once you become a police officer, what do you think one of your greatest challenges will be then? 
after you become police. So you got the uniform, you got that badge, you got you get that shiny badge, which what you don't realize is there's a pen that connects the back of it and it's cheap and it's gonna hurt you. <laughs> it's gonna be, always be there. You're gonna feel it on your pectoral muscle. But aside from that, you know, um, what do you think your greatest challenge is gonna be? Um, hmm. I'd say my uh, greatest challenge would be, I guess, uh, would be balance. You know, once uh, you know, once that process ensues, I'll be you know working a full time, not just a job, but I'll be in a full time career. So you know, you know, being a uh, young, being uh, you know, fairly young male, twenty one, twenty two, um, you know, most people I know my age are working three or four part-time jobs or a full-time job and a part-time job. I'll be working, uh, you know, uh, I'll be working a career. That's a entirely new um, level of intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, you know, I won't have much uh, example to go off of, you know, I might maybe one or two, but you know, in the surrounding area, not much, you know, balancing, you know, uh, work with, I guess, you know, home life and also, you know, trying to accelerate forward in life. Um, you know, it's going to be, it's going to take what a lot about, of mental energy. What about authority? Do you think you have an uh, issue with often the the criticism is that young cops are not, do not have enough life experience to make the mature decisions given their power. So they, they're still struggling with balancing the power of authority. You, you will have the ability police officers in America are the only people absent an act of war that have the ability to take another person's life based on the circumstances that they perceive to be circumstances that they have to use deadly force at 21, 22, you will possess that power. That would be your power your power on and off duty. I mean, people talk a lot about, you know, when you're off duty, when you're on duty, but the reality is, you know, given post 9-11, the Patriot Act, um, the, the federal bill that allows retired officers to carry firearms anywhere in the country, same bill allows police officers to carry guns anywhere in the country. You know, you're all if you even when you're officially off the clock, you're still in a cop mindset. So do you think you're going to have an issue? I mean, you're at the gym. You're like, yeah, man, I'm a cop, man. Biden better not say nothing to me. I don't think that'll be a I don't think that'll be an issue with, you know, the authority because me myself, I know that I'm a very um um, you know, I did a lot of, you know, self research and did a lot of uh, you know, and did some research in school about, you know, about people, right. how people think, um, you know, how people act. And uh I find that my I I sort of turn myself into a very a very rational thinker you know i don't react to stuff you know off of emotion the same way other people do i think fairly quickly i think fairly rationally even under pressure so i think you know my ability to you know make proper judgment um is very tough to impair um you know as well as you know having the ability to be able to take someone's life i'm a pro-life type of person so you know um my philosophy is unless you know the life of somebody else um is um, in danger, and the only and the only way to prevent that is to take a life. I think that for me myself, that's my own philosophy. For the only reason why you know um, um, anybody should take a life, um, authority-wise in general, um, you know, I'm not a very uh, 
authoritative person, but I give off the vibe, and I've been told I give off the vibe as a um, as a solid leader, as somebody that you know most people would want to listen to, not just because they have to, but because they want to. So I, I think that's well. A I will good tell you this: I've seen a lot of people work in security. That's for sure. Um, I think I'm. I did security before I became a police officer. But I'm gonna tell you, I've never seen a guy like you that could wear a security uniform without a badge, and it looked like you. It, you got to take a double take and go. I, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, so, I find so, that. Yeah. I find that happens a lot. You so, know, yeah, people. You, you got people, the, people you, even ask me sometimes if I was, you know. Um, um, if I was, you know, if I doubled as a police officer, I have, uh, co- uh. I have constantly old ladies coming up to me and saying, thank you for your service. And I was like, I was never in the military. I'm sorry. <laughs> to, like bust your bubble. Like I'm not a Marine. I can't. I, you I'm just have to John say Cena. thank you. She's, I just say she thank you. She could be saying thank you for your service as a security <laughs> guard. So you just say thank you, ma'am. Right. Thank you for appreciating me. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, give her, you give them the things. So, yeah, that's good. All right, listen, if you're, if you're just joining us today on Urban Talk Radio, we're discussing recruiting black cops. Um, I have in the studio today Ismail Abdusabar. He's a young man. He's 20 years old, aspiring to be a police officer in America, in an urban city, at a time during major conflict between the police and the community. And remember, Urban Talk Radio is also being simulcast on New Orleans Talk Radio, N-O-T-N, an interactive media website that features 24-hour radio, video streams, article blogs, and information on social living and current news issues. Ismael, as we come to the closing up of the show, you came to me and you said, hey, listen, I have a couple of friends, and we all are looking to go into the police academy together as a a group. Uh, Right now, being discussed, around the country. I was in Washington, D.C. earlier in the year at a PERF conference, and I spoke with, I believe it was a police chief, she's a female, female police chief out of Virginia. And she said, I'm having the darndest time. She said, I'm having the darndest time trying to hire African-American officers. I just don't know what to do. And 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 I have the money, but I can't get the money unless they, you know, so there's federal money tied to if you can hire African-American. And this is a conversation with every police chief. I believe that Michigan is currently looking for 4,500 police officers in Michigan. That is the number, 4,500. Um, just in Detroit alone, they have seen a massive exodus of officers, and a lot of it is retirement. So, the, the 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 listeners need to know that officers are not leaving law enforcement because of these shootings. They're just it's time for them to, retri- to retire. You normally work twenty years, twenty five years, and then you leave. And this is the era that people are leaving. Let's talk about your friends because what you said is important. Is that you're twenty, soon to be twenty one. You're going to make a conscious decision, and. I don't know if anything is more important to a 20-year-old than his friends besides his, um, in your case, would be a laptop computer where you're playing the video game or your Xbox. But certainly friends, as as I'm often told uh, by my wife, and she says, you know, Facebook is like a country. And to a young person, 
if somebody likes your post, that's like them giving you like a high five or a pound or a hug, right? So it's a real serious thing for you guys. How are you just addressing that? How are you going to put together your friend circle? You know, are you, you got like five guys, all y'all going to get together like in the next couple of months and be like, all right, we're going to do this and we're going to go for the job and, or how's that breaking out? No, I have, um, you know, you got a posse. Uh, You're yeah. going to try to come up on the police department with a posse. Hey, you know, they got to, you know, at the end of the day, they have to prep themselves. Um, I'm prepping myself mentally and physically. <laughs> they got to prep themselves mentally and physically. I can't do much to help with the mental part. I can help them with the physical part. But, you know, uh, we stay in contact. And we'll come around in a few. And, um, you know, in a few, I guess, days, weeks, months, and we'll talk to each other. And here's the other question I have. Growing up in the house with, with a father that's a police officer, was that do you, do you find that to be an advantage for you? Yes. Like how? Well, you're a living example of what a uh, you know solid prime African American male. I, have, male I don't have any money. Be. I don't have any money. You know I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any money. I don't have any money. Oh, uh, there's more than one way to make money now. Yeah, but no. So that gives you more of a context. That, Gives it more context. Yes. So yes. do so now with that. Do your friends come to you and be like, "Yo, listen, I'm thinking about being a cop. I figure since your father, you know, what I mean, maybe you got some information. Do your friends do that? Yes. And they ask you. So you ask other cops about how to become cops, and then your friends ask you, <laughs> basically, <laughs> about how to become a cop because yeah, your father's a cop. Basically, right. make that that makes yeah, that sense. makes sense. Okay, no. that. that that makes sense. Okay. Well, hey, listen, we'll break, we'll break the chain. Listen, I, here's the difference. When I became, I'll be honest with you, when I became a cop, nobody wanted me to be a cop. Your mom was like, man, I, I never forget the background investigator came to the house. You were, I think you were two. I think you must have been two when I started going through the academy or going through the process. And um, yeah, I think you were two. I want to say you were two. You were two or you were one. And the guy knocked on, was going to come, and your mother said, uh, I just want to let you know that when he comes here, if he asks me how I feel about you becoming a police officer, I'm going to tell him no because I'm not in I said, well, he ain't going to ask you. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> so she was not on board. Um, your grandmother, which is my mother, was definitely not on board. She was like, I don't like the police. I don't like the idea. It's a no-no. Um, but over time, people, you know, your mom's jumped on board. Everybody else embraced it. So the advantage is, God willing, you'll have, you already have that support to do it. Uh, I think that many Americans, at least our family, as many as other families in America, are more educated as to what the needs, what the needs are in the community that the community wants to see the police fulfill. And I think that hopefully will give new people entering the industry like you a better footing on, you know, what they can do to better help the community because policing is a, it's an ever changing profession. It's an ever changing field. And when I came on, it was guns and drugs and gangs under the war on drugs. As I'm exiting, it's all about, you know, hugs, <laughs> love and hugs and, um, you know, and getting to understand people and, helping people with their social issues. So we really become more or less, uh, you know, like social 
social workers, you know, social workers who are looking to keep the peace in the future, probably something different for you and your profession. So um, I thank you for joining us today on Urban Talk Radio coming in here. I think this, this is your first time on the show. Yeah, second. Second time. When I have you on before, what, what did you do? What are you talking about? It was about, I think it was about college, you know. It was about college, okay, yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. Okay, now we're talking about cops, CC, cops in college. Maybe that'd be another show. All right, well, thank you, listeners, for tuning in today to Urban Talk Radio. Our topic today, we discuss recruiting black cops. If you miss any part of this show, remember that you can go back on and log on to our website at boldminds.co, and you can listen to the, to the latest podcast of the show. You can also listen to it on SoundCloud and you can log on to newhavenindependent.org